Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jeff Simile with another episode of Leveling Up. Um, today, I will be talking about insurance. Insurance, 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 insurance. We have personal insurance, and we also have business insurance. And all those things is to protect you from anything, from any time, from anything from happening, whether it's to you or personal. Right? Most like most of the time, people just have car insurance, right? You know what I mean? Everybody put insurance in their cars, and that's the only thing that they insure just in case, you know, they get into an accident. But we don't typically have, you know, home. In, I mean, personal insurance unless like we at work or whatever it is. But since this show is all about, you know, um, entrepreneurs, about businesses. So we're going to be only going to be talking about business insurance. And today I got my man David here, which is the expert in, on, you know, insurance, on, 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 covering, on covering your business and making sure that, you know, you are fully protected because insurance is not just coverage, it's not just protection, it's also an asset, it's also a way of saving money, it's always a way of, you know... Um, you know, adding to your wealth, you know what I mean? Five, 10 years, 20 years later, you've been putting money on, on this saving, I mean, in this um, um, insurance policy, hey, you know, there's some money in there, and that money, a, a lot of time, it, um, it compounds to, you know, way more than what you initially started with. So um, today, I just want to have a conversation with David to teach us and, and tell us more about himself, more about um, the importance of having insurance on your business. And personal insurance as well, but we're only gonna be talking about more about the business insurance. So today, like I said, my man David here. Yeah, he appreciate you, David Burnside from New York, right? I'm from New York. From New York, but he's a Boston guy, so you know what I mean. I'm so a Boston guy. So yeah, he's a Boston like, guy. So yes, we're gonna be talking about business insurance yeah. and um, and many more. So first question for you, David: How did you level up today, man? Appreciate uh, you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me, Jeff. For sure, Jeff Sibillion. Yeah, that's your new nickname, Jeff Sibillion. Yeah, you just changed my name, Jeff Sibillion. I kind of like that, Sibillion. That's you know a million. Yo, it's a million. I'm le leveling up, Jeff. Leveling up. David, I appreciate that. I'm going to have to talk to my dad about, yo, pops, you know, you know what I mean? Level up or one yeah. more notch from a million to a billion. Thank you. Like, listen, <laughs> so I, yeah, how, I, how did I level up, right? Like, we were, we were, you know, we were having a, a small No, no, I mean, like, what did you do today to, you know what I mean, to get your day started? You're leveling oh. up. Today, Leveling up day, yeah, yeah. So yeah. how did I level up for today? Yeah, yeah, today, you know. Yeah, I, I do what I do every morning, man. I wake up early. I take ten minutes to kind of, you know, frame my day. Mm -hmm. Know what I'm gonna do, what appointments I have, what sure. meetings I have to be on, what am I, what business, what deals I'm trying to close today, um, and that gets me focused. You know, I, I used to hit my phone right when I got up, but mm -hmm. I found that that that's kind of counterproductive to getting your day getting the things that you need to done accomplished. It's more important to get some internal meditation. Get the mental right. Get, get the, the mental mentals right. right. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. the motivation right. You know, um, typically sometimes I'll even listen to a YouTube motivational, you know, um, video, something video like that, or yeah. something like that. I do the same thing too. Yeah, to get my day. Because you know what? We're in, we're in sales, man. You, I eat what I kill. And, you know, mm. you got to keep that sharp mentality all the time. So that's yeah, what yeah. you have to do to get your day started. Just get your mentals right so smooth, that smooth, smooth. to start off. Yeah. Now, how did you get into the insurance business? So, you know, nobody's nobody. There's <laughs> there's only a couple of ways you can get into insurance, uh, right? Because nobody starts out wanting to, you know, do insurance. I don't sell insurance. You know, I don't sell protection. You know, nobody, <laughs> hey, it sounds like That's the most boring. Yes, it, it sounds is. like the most boringest thing in the world. And as a matter of fact, I heard like I was watching TV and I heard one guy say, you know. 
you know, and he was talking about like the worst type of jobs, like, oh my God, I'm an actor. But the one thing I couldn't imagine being for the life of me is an insurance guy. And I'm like, you know what? You just don't know, man. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you live your, your exciting acting life. You know, you don't know about the world of insurance. But no, how I got into insurance is um, I was in uh, enterprise sales for a, a long time. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of follow your, your, the, the advice of your parents and, you know, go work for the phone company. So, I, you know, when I got out of school... I decided to go work for AT&T. So I, I was in their enterprise sales department, you know, just doing, it, it was complex, you know, um, integrating complex architecture for businesses, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, anywhere from your, you know, um, your MPLS, you know, your, your phone network systems, computer network systems, cloud network systems, you know. Sounds uh, boring. So really? It's boring. It's, it's boring it, and, and kind of meaningless. But the thing about that, you know, I, I looked around and they, they always say, if you want to know if you're in the right position in mm -hmm. life or right position, look at the, the people that are ahead of you. Look at your bosses. Mm. Look at your boss's boss. Mm. Look at their life. Do they look like they're happy? Do they look like they're accomplished? Right. And I, when I looked at that, I'm like, I don't want that guy's job. Yeah, it's, it's paying. It's nice pay. But you know what? No excitement. You know, that, that guy is a jerk to me. And if I took his job, I'll go, I'd have to be a jerk to a bunch of other folks and make their lives not happy. So, you know, one day I was, you know, I had a conversation with another friend of mine and um, she was actually in a, the personal lines insurance game. And she's like, you know what? I'm a lot. I'm, a lot, I'm, I'm in my own game. I make my own schedule. And I form lifelong relationships with my clients. Mm. In the business world, I was meeting, you know, C-level executives, negotiating contracts, negotiating deals, closing deals. But I never formulated a relationship. relationship. It was kind of a more of a commoditized sale. So, you know, and, you know, having a conversation with her and just getting in depth. But I didn't like, I still wanted to have something like a, a complex um product to take a look at and deliver you know and i thought I, I thought you know that was more ignorance on my part because getting into the game i understand even per on the personal side insurance is not simple at all but um you know i wanted to deliver a more complex and i had the the c the expertise in dealing with c-level executive so i figured you know transitioning that into the commercial and might be a better fit for me so i went into commercial insurance branched off on my own you know, went from that nice, secure blanket of getting a salary and, you know, um, 401k matching and all of that stuff with the large phone company, even a pension plan, because I, I started early enough where they had pensions back then. So all of the, that security off into a world of learning a whole new language of uh, interaction. But I still feel it's the best decision I ever made um, because... More so than anything else, you know, I'm learn insurance teaches you about life. The things mm -hmm. that I'm learning about insurance. And tell about us about more about insurance. Right. How important it is. Uh, tell me. So, tell us like what we don't know. What you don't know is that. Well, let me let me take a step back. All right. The way most people come in contact with insurance is is car insurance. Well, we all know car insurance. That's everybody needs it. their car insurance, but why do you need car insurance? What they tell us are you to protect who tell, us. Who tells, you, who tells you you need car insurance? To be quite honest, man, it's just like when I got my license at 16, like, yeah, get car insurance. And then, like, you know what I mean? Go to 
Rock and Rose and Matt Pen and, and getting shit. Like, <laughs> like, Rock legit, like shout out to Rock and Rose. You Rock know what I mean? Rock and Rose, cheap, plug. cheap car insurance. You know right? what I mean? Like, yeah, that's but, that's what I was told. And to be quite honest, like I said, just talking to you and and just learning about you know insurance. Then then it was when I you know when we got a home, it was like then you got to get home insurance. Then right. uh, then after that, when I moved out, I had to get an apartment. Hey, get apartment insurance. For instance, apartment insurance is like eighty dollars for the year. You know what I mean? Eighty bucks for the year, and you know, and you know what? You and know that what? covers almost everything, right? And you, break, you break your brand new Apple, and Apple won't cover it. Yeah, insurance. And you could use the, your, your rental insurance. How yeah. important is that? Very important. Please but elaborate. The, but the, you know, the reason I asked you, you know, who's giving you um, parents? Who required, who required you to I have? Think it was it. my parents or well, whoever was around in my life when I was sixteen? Well, when I got my license. Yeah, and the thing about it is, it's not even your parents, Friends, right? The state of Massachusetts requires that you have to have a car yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah. In order to register your car, you can't register your car without car insurance, right? So you're required by what we call statute, which means the law. The law. Massachusetts general law requires you to have insurance in your car. What about life insurance? Is that required as well? Life insurance is not typically required. That but should be required. What happens is that you, a lot of people will get life insurance when you are employed. With your employer, yeah, with your employer, but you know that's usually not enough. That's usually like three times your you know your yearly salary or something like that. But if you want it to be a generational wealth wealth transfer mechanism, mm -hmm. you should get you know for something like a you know if you're a young guy you know under forty, you could get for five hundred dollars a year a million dollar policy. Wow, you know, and imagine imagine. And here, you know, the thing about insurance that people hate, you know, it's it's all about statistics, right? Mm -hmm. You know, black male under forty. You know, we have the highest incidence of homicide. You know, all the the bad stats that are it's out so nice. there, right? It's on the black males, That's right? Crazy. But imagine that if you're working and you paid five hundred dollars for that year, and you died, and you have two kids, and you're leaving them, and you know, this is besides the house. This is besides anything else you have. You're able to transfer to them a million dollars. Just for 500. Family. Just because you're paying. Uh, that's, you know, I'm just saying you're a yeah, he yeah. healthy male yeah, under yeah, 30. Yeah. You know, there's other underwriting requirements. But I'm saying just in general, you know, you can get a policy out there for a million dollars for like $500 a year. Absolutely. I mean, right? I was, yeah. And you can do, but imagine being able to, like, think about it. What other investment mechanism that you have that you could do that type of transfer and create generational wealth? I mean, that's, that's, in, that's insane because... Saying that, you know, 500 bucks gets you a million dollars. And when you think about people who, you know, who has to create fund, um, GoFundMe, you know what I mean, to kind of raise capital. But, you know, in reality, $500 or even less. But the key thing is, I think it's just more education in this education, conversation. Education. You know, just, I, that's the most annoying thing yeah. to me to see so many black folk that we have used GoFundMe as the, the premier funding mechanism to bury our, our, our siblings, our, our, our siblings, our fathers, they, they, you know what? We owe them more than that. Yeah. You know, we owe our kids more than that. We owe our brothers and our sisters more than a GoFundMe account to bury somebody or to take care of their kids when you're gone, you know, for five, $600 a year, you know, you can get, a, a, you know, not even, even, even if it's not a million dollar policy, a $500,000, no. a $250,000, any of these would be effective wealth transfer mechanisms for when you, you pass on, you know, nobody wants to think about yourself dying, but it's going to happen to all it's of gonna us, happen, yeah. every single one of us. But, you know, so that's it, you know, you come so in. Let's shift that, that same, same concept as far as now 
because um, again, this is about business. Right. So same thing, having a business insurance. Is that transferable as well? Or how is that how does that work for the business? And how do you relate, you know, for an entrepreneur who, for example, for me, let's just, you know, I have a real uh, a brokerage firm, right? right? And obviously I need business insurance, right? So how does that protect me? And is, does that protect me in the same way as if I had, you know, personal insurance or is, is my, um, you know, business insurance transferable to, to generate wealth for my family or how does that work? Well, great question. I mean... As you as an entrepreneur in a small business, there's a couple of things, options you would have okay. to, 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 to ensure wealth transfer through your business. One of the mechanisms, of course, you have your business is an asset, right? And it, it's a, it has an evaluation. It has a valuation, right? Whatever the business valuation, whatever the revenues are coming in, whatever capital you have on the books, that's a value that you're going to transfer and you put that in a will or you put that in a statement, depending on if it's an LLC, S Corp, whatever it is. You know, there is a whole slew of, you know, transfer mechanisms that you'd have to put in place, you know, written down with a lawyer mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, your, your estate planning and passing your this business. This is why you need business, a business lawyer, right? You need a business lawyer. That's why, you know, the, 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 the three things that you need as a small business starting off, you need a CPA, you CPA. need a business attorney, and you need an insurance, insurance broker. Insurance broker. That's the triumphant. That's a tripod like the like you see on your camera over there. <laughs> That's the three pillars that will Say keep it again. You up. Say it again. You need a, a CPA, a which CPA. is a, a, you know, um, an accountant. An accountant. But the money, make sure you're money. paying you're mo- people right. You're paying sure Uncle you're paying Sam a, make so you, you don't go to jail. There you go. Pay Uncle Sam, pay yourself, and you pay your folks that work for you, right? Absolutely. You pay so, your insurance. And you pay your insurance. Uh-huh. And then you need a business attorney so business that you attorney. have the laws to protect your business. The contracts are, are tight and you're well protected. And then you need an insurance agent so that you're protected. Your business, all of those are tied in together. So something you can do, I'm, I'm just going to, there's a lot of things you can do and I can go into a lot of different areas about, but one of the areas that a lot of people don't know about is what we call key man insurance key or man. what it is, is basically it's a life insurance that you take out um, for either business founders, board members, mm. or executives in your company. So you, you, Jeff, you know, you started great commercial business, you're killing it. You are very critical to your business, right? So you're probably, you, you probably are responsible for what, 70% of the revenue generated for your company, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens if you pass away, if you get disabled, if you're not able to deliver that 70%? 70 is well, gone. 70 is gone and your business is going to, you know, suffer. So what we, we offer is something called key man insurance, which works just the same way any life insurance policy would work. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you know, we could get a million dollars coverage for any of the listed um, uh, executors of your business can be listed on that policy. And it works the same way. If you die, if you're permanently disabled, you, we have a limit. You know, a million dollar limit, two hundred fifty thousand dollar limit, whatever it is. I feel and, rich having this conversation right now, just because. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just, and, just knowing, just getting this knowledge right now. And, yeah, and and what that does, it it creates exactly what you said. Some of that wealth transfer, and it and it's personal wealth transfer, and that you could pass on. It could either be written where the beneficiaries are the company itself, or it could be your your. Um, your de- your dependents or whoever you want to write that in your will or contract to pass that um, that benefit that benefit onto. Um, so it, it's really a good mechanism to protect you because you don't know. I mean, and you could walk outside and get hit by a bus. 
Absolutely. But you don't want your business to, you know, to you want to, you want to pass. The reason we start a business, right? Mm-hmm. Look, look at it. You know, if you look at the Ford Motor Company, if you look at Google, Facebook, these are legacies. You know, you don't, we don't, so, so, yeah. you know, too much we think about our business as just our lifetime, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But your business, Jeff Similian, commercial real estate enterprise, 50 years from now, you know, you're, we want you to, be building the prudential down downtown you know or your grandson or your your mm. kid's kid jeff Samillion commercial enterprise will last forever for 200 years the way to ensure some of that sustainability you just created a company for me right, right. Now. <laughs> i'm saying but that's but the way you do that you, you maintain business continuity Absolutely. is to have things such as biz, good business insurance key man insurance uh, you have good general liability a good you know um a good business policy all of those ensure the business business continuity it's part part all in part and parcel what we call business planning you know that mm. it's a simple thing but you know everybody needs it and everybody you know nobody wants to deal with it you know you you put your sweat into building your company starting it getting it up going you know um generating enough revenues to keep the, the light on but you know sometimes you don't even want to think about insurance what you want to do though is make the call to somebody like me that's going to make it easy for you you know so that's how do they why, call you how, what, what's your phone number how do they get in contact my actual phone number is 617-369-2869 you can call me anytime that's directly to me but more importantly you know or you can look me up on linkedin david burnside um or you know or david.burnside at hubinternational.com if you want to shoot me a quick email but Absolutely. what you want is too often, what I see for small business and for startups, right? Insurance is an afterthought, right? And you can, because you can get away with opening your business, starting your business, even running your business to a without, certain extent yeah. with, without insurance, right? Until you run into a couple of things. You run into a state regulations that requires you to have insurance, or you run into a large uh, organization that's going to say, here's a contract. If you want to sign this contract, you, you have to provide me what we call a certificate of insurance showing that you have you know, a million dollar liability policy or a million, you know, our workers comp policy covering your, your, your workers. Um, so those are the times when the requirements run into it. Outside of that, you're running your business, you, you know, you feel like, but it's an important thing. If you want your business to be sustainable, you want the longe- longevity of your business. If you want your business to be, the way I can tell if a business is going to be successful, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a real estate office, I take a look at their insurance. Okay. How do some people? How do people get insurance? How do people, like for example, let's just say for me right now, I say you know what I need insurance. What would be the process? Like what? What would be? What would the con? Give us a play by play of the um how how the process would go from you know I'll call you David. Yeah. I need insurance for my real estate company. Well, you know, you call me and you say you need insurance. I'm I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Questions, absolutely. Right? I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. All right, why do you need insurance? Is, is, are you required by the, is it, are you, is, is your, does your lease require you to have insurance? Mm-hmm. Do you have a contract that requires you to have insurance outside of that with another company? Does another company, you're working with somebody who requires your insurance. That will determine what type of insurance I'm going to look for for you because I have to read the contract language and says, you know, I look at the, the limits that are required on the contract. I look at if you are, you know, if there is an indemnification language and it just means that if you're, you know, if you're giving up your right to sue whoever the, con- the contract um, principle is, 
mm-hmm. um, if you're giving up your right to 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 sue that person for any liability issues. So I'd read that. But besides that, you know, I'll talk. I'll ask you questions about your operations. What do you do? Do you you know, and if you're a contractor, do you go over three stories? If you know, you know, if you are a, a retail business, you know, do you, how late do you open? What are what type of fire protections do you have? Do you have an alarm system? These are all underwriting questions to kind of get an idea of what your operations are. What what bucket do you fit in? You know, what class can I classify you on? And that determines what your premium might be. Premium being how much you pay yearly for a certain limit of insurance. So what, what's the average price for um, business insurance? I mean, yeah, for business insurance, well, depending it, on the business class. Depending, I mean, the, depending on the class, but I'll give you, yeah, yeah that's like a good a, question. Yeah. I'll give you a couple of examples, like a restaurant, say, for instance. You have a small restaurant. Restaurant, restaurant um, general Like a liable. takeout restaurant. Can you give us an example, like a, what what what's a, um, what would be the cost for, you know, small mom and pop, you know, um, takeout restaurant, like, you know, these little Jamaican pops restaurant. Well, versus, you know, yeah. a, a Chipotle or, right. you know, something like so that. You, so you, what, you, what would that be like? You came to the right guy asking that Hey, question. that's why you're here, bro. I'm telling you, because <laughs> what I do, I, I specifically kind of target that because we have our, uh, you know, at Hub, the, the, you know, the brokerage house that I work with, they have a, a specific program for small mom and pop retailers. It's, okay. it's, a, it's the Mass Retailers Association program. The and Mass what, Retailers Association. And not every broker has that. And what it does is it's an aggregated group of about 4,500 members. And what that allows us to do That's is leverage that buying power mm-hmm. to lower premium pricing. So for a small mom and pop takeout organization, your premium is gonna be based on what your revenues are coming in, right? Okay. How much sales do you have? 200,000 a year. 200,000 sales a year. Two, two, you know what, you'd be surprised. You know what, I thought that the average mom and pop retails, like a takeout restaurant would be about 200,000. But you know, in the average, in Boston, downtown Boston, small retail operate, small retails um, takeout is probably averaging more like one point five million dollars in revenue and sales. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, in our in our group, um, well, there's a difference between what you just said, the other side of Mass Ave, and this side of Mass Ave. Well, that's yeah. true. So this side of Mass Ave, yeah, that's those numbers that we in. That's be yeah, probably right around. I mean, I mean from, from <laughs> I, and I don't want to speak on anybody's, you oh, know, right, right. you know, but. Um, from what I've understand from for some from for some businesses that I've dealt with that I've seen mm-hmm. typically around those numbers, you know what right. I mean? But, so, but and that's nothing to sneeze at. That's, that's nothing a, to sneeze at. That's, that's a lot. That, yeah, that's that, that's, yeah. that's sustainable. You could keep the lights on, run, pay your bills. And, I mean, if you and, think about some yeah. some of these people's overhead, as far as their most their biggest expense, mm-hmm. sometimes it, it, it's it's their lease, and their lease is you know eleven fifteen hundred. Right, and that's the thing. You, you know, they're not paying across the other side yeah. of Mass Ave. Yeah, exactly. So lease numbers, it, it almost so. it almost Pretty much, because that's one of the things that I've learned is that it's not about how much money you make, it's how much you keep. Sure. So you make a million, you make 1.5, but you have to spend a million dollars in expenses, you only made 500. You only made right? 500. So right. this guy, you know, he makes 200, but, you know, he, he only got $50,000 expense. Um, and, and, you know and, what I mean? So, and you know what? And, be, and even if you think, take up, think about it in insurance terms, that, that kind of correlates exactly, right? Because if you're 1.5 million in sales, your premium is going to be higher. Yeah, exactly. And if you, yeah, all right. So say for instance, what I, I just worked on, it was a small flower shop. Um, it was over in Malden, right? And see, her sales were was about $300,000. Mm-hmm. And we put her in the, the, the mass retailers program. And, you know, we're, we're able to get her, um, she had three employees. So for her workers comp, it was only like three hundred and sixty dollars for her workers' comp for a month or a year. A year, 
So that's nothing. Nothing. Right? But think about that. And for all the small business owners, you start your business, you run from it, you you don't want to have workers' comp. It's required by the state, by the law. You can shut your business down. You can get fined up the yin-yang and lose your business if you don't have proper workers' comp insurance. For the people that understand what workers' comp, could you explain that a little uh, bit? Workers' comp is uh, workers' compensation, which is um, if, you're, if you have a business in the state of Massachusetts, you're required to carry a workers' compensation insurance coverage. Any business, right? Any business. Any and every business. Any and every business. If you have one employee, you, the only exemption is if you're a sole proprietor. You, don't, you do not have to have workers' comp insurance, unless required by contract, of course. But if you have any business and you have one employee, you're required to carry workers' compensation insurance. And the great thing about the, the retail program that we do is that we can get you a lower cost. We put you in a pooled program and we waive a ton of the fees like the express content, DIA assessment. No, it means nothing to you guys. But what you have to understand <laughs> is that we can lower, we get, get you at a lower you know, point of entry into that. So it's not prohibitive. You shouldn't run from it. Just get it, have it so you don't get fined and your business doesn't get shut down for, you know, under $500 for some small businesses, you know, wow. for your workers' comp. For the whole year. For the whole year. And we, wow. we can, you know, amortize that over 12 months. So what, you know, $40, $50 a month, you know, and you, you're covered and you're falling within state requirements and state statutes. So it's important. Get your workers' comp coverage. We can get you fairly low. And then for your general liability, for that's based on your revenue and your sales, your general liability. And that's probably going to be required by if you have a lease, your landlord is going to say, I need to see your certificate of general liability insurance because he doesn't want to be sued if somebody comes into your restaurant and slips and falls and then sues you. General liability covers for your third protection against third-party lawsuits. Somebody comes in. You're cleaning up mops. They slip and fall and have to go to the doctor and the bills are $70,000. They're going to sue you as the restaurant. If you have general liability insurance, not only are you covered if you are found at fault and negligent for whatever that cost is, that $70,000, but you're also covered for protection for legal fees, which could be three times what the actual judgment is. So you pay 70000 in a judgment for the injuries and you pay, you know, 210 or 230,000 in legal fees. All of that will be protected under your general liability insurance. And for that, under the mass retail pro t retailers program, I just did a florist, you know, I, like I said, 300,000 in revenue and we got her um, general liability for $780 for the year and, you know, split that up over 12 months. So that with her our um, workers with our workers comp a little over a thousand dollars and you have you're fully insured sure. as a business entity wow. eleven hundred bucks wow. yeah and that's a basic i mean there's so a lot of you, that's what you're doing out here david you're putting people on man what i'm doing that's exactly it i mean there is no fear we we are here to support small retailers we want to yeah. make sure you know we want you're competing against the walmarts and the the home depots and the large retail stores and the chain stores out there, you know, it's important to reduce your administrative costs, and that's what we're doing. We joined the Mass Retailers Program so we can be a support for Main Street businesses, you know? Um, so it's important for me. I, you know, 
you know, trust me. I'm, that's dope. Bro. You know, that's, you, that's, that's definitely. Uh, you, we want to. I want to get engaged with the community so that they know that this is out there for them. And so, because too, I've run into too many folks who start their business. They're running their business, and if you say insurance, they hide because yeah. <laughs> they don't. They think it's going to be expensive, and they think it's not necessary. Absolutely. It, I mean, it's short money for great protection. It ensures your business sustainability and continuity. If something happens and you get a lawsuit, it shouldn't mean you have to close your doors. Absolutely. You know, too many yeah. businesses with one lawsuit and their doors they are closed. Do. And some people don't even can't don't even want to start. You know, even thinking about opening up a business because of that, or they try to they rather do it out of their house because they right. have home insurance or whatever it is because they're afraid of all these things. Well, let me what, put, let me make a point. You just you, you mentioned a great point. You know, sometimes. That's something to really examine. It depends on the type of business that you do and how much volume and what your actual operation looks like, whether or not it co it's covered under your home insurance. Mm -hmm. And there's some, and you, may, you have to make sure the right, you know, the right endorsement is put on your homeowner's insurance policy in order for your, your home-based business to be covered. So it's something to look at. And you know what? No more. I mean, get a full business policy. You're a business. Absolutely. You know? You know, when when if you're if you're if you're a police guy, you don't walk. You know, well, you can if you're a plain clothes guy. But if you're a policeman, wear the uniform. If you're a business, have your business structured like a business. Absolutely. You know? Reach out to the insurance guy. Reach, Reach out, out to, to the me. broker. Let like me myself. Yeah, it, 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 it's know? all. You know what? If you're of a business, you want to create nowadays. You you want to have a good website, right? Because that's your image that you project to the world. If you're a business and somebody's looking to do business with you, and they say. Provide me a certificate of insurance. Know what that is, because mm -hmm. that's important for that person who's trying to do business with you. Indeed. That me that that's a indication that you're real and serious about business. So know? what so what would be the last advice that you would give? You know, whether it's anybody, you know, young entrepreneur who has a business. What what you know what what advice would you give them relating to insurance? You know, so to help to to help them level up. You know what uh, I mean? So it's just like from that stage for, you know, to you know, to the next one. What I what I would say is I, I mean do it the right way. Your your the energy and the work and your effort deserves that you cross certain T's and dot certain I's so that you 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 can see the benefits of your efforts, you know? Indeed. Do not do not have wasted efforts. Put your effort in everything, and you get stalled because you don't have the right insurance, or you didn't have insurance, so you failed to get the right contract. Make sure you have certain things in place if you are trying to go out. And you know, we talked a lot in in our business networking group about you know the amount of money that's available through the government for government contracts. Mm -hmm. A lot of the reasons that we fail the requirements or to meet a lot of the requirements to get a lot of these contracts insurance. is because we don't have things like insurance yeah. and we don't cross the highs and dot the T's yeah. about the requirements. So having a type of business structure to allow you to be qualified for those that, things. That's it. You know structure what I mean? your business like a business. Yeah, exactly. It. Take it seriously, man. Whether I mean, it's a small business, whether it's a big business, little business, structure it like a real business. Yeah. So you because the qualification, the moment you use that word business, small, big, little, whatever it is, that's what that is. It's a business. So you need to structure it like it is like, you need to structure your your whatever it is your business like you know like a CVS like a 
Walmart, like Amazon, because there are opportunities. Those same companies, as you can see, oh, Amazon's moving their new headquarters for tax benefits. Mm-hmm. So those tax benefits apply to everybody. Everybody. So yeah. when those when they apply to everybody, that means you need to also be in a in a situation where, for example, if Amazon get a contract to say I'm coming into you know Boston, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amazon is going to hire Boston. Uh, um, um, companies to to do whatever contract, work, whether yeah. it's cleaning, whether it's you know real estate or whatever it is. That work, that person, that's hiring person needs for you to have insurance. They're gonna want so you, it, so you can't get employed by Amazon or by whoever it is if you don't have that certificate of insurance, insurance. right? So insurance is important for your business at all times. It's insurance. It's very important. It's important for the success of your business, man. It's it, it, and it's a simple thing. Don't run from structure. Absolutely. You know, everybody feels like uh, you know because we're we're saying structure your business. That means oh man, that means more money. It means more more time. I don't have time and I don't have money. No, like I just explained to you. For short money, you can your insurance can be your insurance needs and requirements can be taken care of, Absolutely. and the same thing with everything else. You know, for a short amount of time, with a little bit of effort, you can structure your business the right way. So, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. make sure your efforts pay off, man, by doing it the right way a little bit. That's it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, David, I appreciate it um, for you coming and speaking to us about insurance and, and, and teaching us, educating us how important that is. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it, it, it is very important. Again, as we talked about all these different um, um, opportunities that may come from you having insurance, whether it's from um, you, you know, from your family, from, from the success, from protecting your business, and also opportunities that may present itself in, in contracts and so on and so forth. So for that, with that being said, if you have any questions or want to understand, um, you know, what, how important um, insurance is to your company, reach out to David or Google or, you know, learn about insurance. You know what I mean? This, I guess, like he said, it's very important. David, I appreciate you once again for coming here. And as again, oh. uh, as a uh, oh man, thank you to to all the guests that comes on the show. Is your own very uh, um, leveling up lapel pin, you know, for your suit, for your jacket when you go to places. Let Le- them know. Oh, uh, leveling up. Leveling up, leveling up the community, letting people know how to, you know, how to take care of their business and how to, you know, uh, take it to the next level. So once again, I appreciate everybody for tuning in and. You know, for leveling up with us. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. All righty.